What's up? <laughs> this is a good start. It's a good intro. What's up? What's up? You there? Yeah, I am now. There we go. Got to hit that red button. <laughs> hey, that's important. I, I, it. I pushed them both at the same time, but I guess it just didn't go. Happy New Year, Sean. Dude, welcome, Stephen Wagamont. Sean Wayne here. Excited Sean to, Wayne. Excited to be back. Tw- is that 2024? Is 2024. That your- Sean Wayne. S-dubs. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. like it. Had a good holidays. Hol- Christmas season, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, come Not on holidays. now. Wow. Xmas. <laughs> hey. X marks the spot, and the spot is. Jesus. What if X represents Zian? Oh, which is? Let's go. look at you, Christian. Oh, Christmas. What if? What if it does? What if it does? What if we're all mad about nothing? <laughs> Dang it, Karen! What if we're all <laughs> mad about nothing? It's pretty much sums up life today. It's kind of like people in their cars. It says keep Christ in Christmas, but they're like blowing their horn at you, you know. <laughs> That's the truth, though. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. We keep them there, but that's about it. That's let's about just, it, yeah. Let's just leave them in the manger. <laughs> yeah, those are our C&Es, man, our Christmas and Easter folks. The Creasters. <laughs> so uh, tell us tell us about your uh, Christmas vacay and I didn't all do that. anything. I did nothing. Did nothing. No, I'm just kidding. We did Christmas at home, and then we went to see uh, family in the Virginia area. And we took a train to New York City. On uh, January second. All right, let's stop there for a second. Let's talk the train, dude. I'm proud of myself. Boy, I navigated public transportation to its let's finest. Let's go. Yeah, man. I uh, I took the the MTA in from Ashburn, Virginia, into DC to and uh, got us to uh, Penn Station, and then uh, no, not Penn Station. It's um, oh, what is it? Union Station mm-hmm. in DC. And then we transferred on to an Amtrak over there. Never done it before, but we figured it out. I booked it like in October or whatever, but figured it out. And then rode the Amtrak right in New York City. Then we walked to our hotel, which was in Midtown. It's real nice. And it was a lot of fun. Now, one of your boys loves trains. Yes, Ian loves trains. Yes. The funniest thing that happened, though, like, so I got to ride next to Ian, and we just we got to enjoy that together. So that was a lot of fun on the train. It was like a three-hour Right, because you know they stop like along the way. So there's like stops in Maryland and Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. getting in, going into New York City. But um, we we're walking to get on the train, and Natalie's like, "Dad, I think is this like old station, you know, old train." Natalie's like, "I think this train's held together by zip ties." And I was like, "Ha ha ha, that's so funny, hyperbole." And she's like, "No, seriously, look at the track." And I look down at the track, and there's like a thousand zip ties that are snapped, <laughs> just on the train track. I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Oh so, no! Uh, maybe that maybe they had somebody said maybe they had Christmas lights on it. Oh, and they just cut them off. Just let the zip ties fall. Let the good times roll. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they did. I don't know. That's a that's a so that's a of, good suggestion. Then like then on traveling was like on yeah. Instead of like holding fuel lines <laughs> in place or something, <laughs> holding the steering cable. But yeah, we uh, traveling back was funny because I rode next to Ian on the way back, and uh, it was a plane, so he gets a little nervous on plane flights. And of course, we taxi to the runway, and there's an issue with the plane. They had to taxi us back and then unload us, and then reload us back on like an hour or so later, whatever. It was crazy. That was funny. So he was nervous the whole way. Well, you got you got out of New York like as the nor'easter was as it was coming coming in. in. Yes, Yes, like we had like turbulence on the way up. I was seeing snow flurries kind of, they had to de-ice the plane. So while we're on it, 
like the whatever the de-icer is. Yeah. I don't know if it's a giant heater or something. It's a type of liquid. Oh, okay. That they spray on the plane. Yeah, so that took like 20, 30 minutes, and you could hear it like, because <laughs> I guess ice chunks were falling off. I don't mm. know. So, but yeah, we got out in time. So it was fine. The flight was fine. It was a little bumpy because there was all kinds of storms coming in. What's that? What's that flight time? So I know to Boston, it's two, two and, and a half. It's two and a half. So it's about the same. It's about the same. Yeah, it's two and a half. Instead of going to the coast, it's in the left corner of New York, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the airport is. It's not on the coast side. Is it it's on the, on the coast Jersey? Side? It's like on the. Um, I don't remember. Nobody. I mean, nobody else cares. I'm just. Yeah. Thinking of. Like yeah, direct because Boston Boston is on the coast so of Massachusetts, the far, far east side, far east side. I, yeah, so I didn't know. If, anyways, well, I don't know. It I think it's on the north side, on the edge, maybe on the corner of Jersey, because it wasn't far. I don't think from the Newark Airport. Gotcha. So sweet. Yeah, but that was fun, and then just the trip was fun. I like New York City. A lot of people don't like it, but I I like it. I think it's cool. I'm really disappointed that you and your family didn't join a million of your closest friends for New Year's I'm Eve. Never, I Times won't Square. do that. I'll probably. <laughs> I don't think I will. That or Thanksgiving, the Macy's Day stuff. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not that. You know, like it seems like it would be cool, and maybe it would be cool to watch from like if I had a hotel balcony. Yeah, that I could just sit on. And I think have that's coffee. that's the only way I would do it as well. And like watch. I don't want like pe- like. I mean, you are literally sardines in there. Yeah, in there, and yeah, there's like big artists. You can't hear them. Yeah, unless you were right up on those stages. There's no I guess, way. I guess it's just experience, right? Because like. You know, like moments in life are built on experiences. Yeah, moments of experience pickpocketing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you if you're keeping your stuff just sitting, I mean, your your wallet will be in your truck. So yeah, that would so work out. we'd be like fine. You don't ever have it. <laughs> Somehow you don't function without it. <laughs> but but yeah, like um, it was busy, but it wasn't exceptional. And um, like we never. This was interesting to me. We never had a wait to eat somewhere. Really? Yeah, anywhere we wanted to eat. And we didn't, I mean. But you well, got there, what, the second or? The second. Second, okay. We got there the second. Now, I will say the second we went to Ellen Stardust Diner, and that's where they do the um, singing waiters and waitresses because they're all kind of like Broadway hopefuls. And so, like, they'll get up and sing. Mm-hmm. And they'll do duets and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like karaoke style. That was pretty neat. I will never do it again. The food was it was more than eating like at Ruth's Chris. It mm. was it was absurd. Oh, it was yeah. and it wasn't any good. Like the oh. food was no good. But it was an experience, right? Like it was an experience. It was cool. Like we saw some people sing and it was neat. You yeah. Know? Now that's the only time we waited because that's a, such a novelty. But even then, we only waited. The line actually wrapped outside and went down the street a block. When we got in it, we were about three quarters of the way down the block. And we were in in 20 minutes, so it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. But even there, like our food, um, the dessert or whatever, came super quick. Very quick, very efficiently, and nothing was wrong with it. Every restaurant we got in, we Did sat. you have New York cheesecake? I was going to go to Junior's. I never I never ended up getting any. Um, Natalie's really the only one that would like have cheesecake with mm-hmm. me i mean everybody else i remember that when we went right. you brought home a piece from yeah, cheesecake factory. from cheesecake yeah yep. like everyone else said that before. yeah everyone else would be like eh. i'll eat it yeah. but i'm not into it so i don't want to spend you know 15 dollars for yeah. a slice absolutely you know but um juniors was right there and uh there well there's a couple locations and there's one that was actually pretty full 
And so, and we weren't even planning on going there, but there was actually one a few blocks down uh, off Broadway that really didn't have a line. And, uh, but we just, she wasn't with me. She was watching a show at the time. And, uh, you know, so it was, I didn't, I didn't have any cheesecake. And I also didn't have pizza. I didn't, I didn't get any pizza. Really? I've had it before. Yeah. On other visits, but we went to Chinatown. We ate it, ate at different little spots in Chinatown. And I told you about that. That's really cool. That was really good. Yeah. We found a blog that this lady wrote. She had moved to the city, single lady. And, um, at some, I don't know how many years ago. It, it, I have no idea. But we were just kind of like, how can we do a self-guided food tour of Chinatown? Cause Viator, which is an app that lets you book excursions, you know, they had mm-hmm. food tours, but it was like, I don't, do I want to walk around with eight people in Chinatown? And then like, how's that going to, you know? Yeah. So I don't mind doing tours. And so we did one on a boat. We saw, you know, Statue of Liberty. Yeah, okay. you know, that was cool. Um, we did the, you know, like the World Trade Center that we got our tickets through that. So we went and saw the museum and like, ta- you know, the mm. number one, Tower One. What was it like it was. being there? I expected it to be more emotional than it ended up being. Okay. Do you think it's just because of the years that have gone by? I think it's the years that have gone by. And, and honestly, like, I was heartbroken over it when it happened. But I think just kind of this scenario around it, it never hit me like hard emotionally. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I had anything like a recall emotion to go back to. Definitely angry about it and definitely got really defensive of America while I was in there. Like I went, yeah. I was like, I was like full patriot. Like yeah. when I was in there, like I was just looking around, waiting for somebody to like be like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. start something, you know, or be disrespectful. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, Jennifer, we were watching this film, and I was like, Jennifer, if somebody in this room starts acting up, just get the kids out. Get the kids out. Like, I was like. I'm going to go on the tirade, and then I'm going to finish with Lee Greenwood. Yeah. <laughs> like, while I'm, while I'm elbow dropping them. <laughs> and I'm proud to be an American. And I'll just sing to them, where were you when the world stopped turning? <laughs> Boom, elbow drop. <laughs> Today. But, no, I mean, it was uh yeah, man, they, you know, it was nice. Uh, and when I say nice, it was like well done, clean. Um, it was a little weird, you know, walking around in uh, like the area because it was like you could see footers from the old building. and mm-hmm. They showed you where you are on the levels, you know, like, okay, right now you're standing, you're like two levels underground at this spot, like, you know, in the basement. Yeah. Uh, the construction of it was what fascinated me the most did you know you know it was it's so close to the hudson mm-hmm. um that the uh the sea level was right there so when they built it they actually had to build this was in the 60s they had to build this uh state-of-the-art first of its kind seawall and uh one of the big fears when all this was going down was that the seawall was going to break mm. um and it didn't it held Wow. And so the engineering, that just was really impressive. Yeah. So the engineering done 50 years before. With a melting, or 40 with years a melting before, building. With a melting building. Wow. Held. Wow. Held against the force of nature of sea, of the sea. Yeah. Like that was really impressive wow. to me. So just there was stuff like that that you saw that was interesting. Speaking of construction, we went into the um, – oh, I want to go back to the Chinatown because we jumped because yeah. I said you know about the Viator or whatever. But Chinatown, we we did like a Google search, and we found this lady who had moved to the city and was like, hey, I wanted to try different things in Chinatown. I didn't really know what to do, so I just spent a day trying to figure it out. And she blogged about it, gave where she went, what she ordered, 
Uh, and uh, so we were like, okay, we did that. So we took the subway from Midtown, uh, got to Chinatown, and we just basically followed her thing. And it was like little – so like if, if folks have not been to Chinatown before, it's not just like – it's it's like a heavily Chinese-populated multi-block area. Mm-hmm. And when I say heavily, I mean heavily. And it's very like the buildings, you know, the, it looks the, the, the labels on the buildings are like in Chinese, like the, they have decorations hanging all over the place that are, you know, Chinese decorations. So a very heavy Asian population, um, tons of shops, tons of stores, t- you know, food sold on the street, like stuff you wouldn't normally buy as maybe like an American from your store is being sold like on the street, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just I, you know, I can't remember like names and stuff of it, but, um, but it was really neat. And so we walked around and we followed the thing that she did and it was really cool. Like dumplings at one place, hand pulled pork noodles at another place with a, like a spicy, uh, in a spicy sauce, uh, like Chinese ice cream. It was, it was pretty neat. It's Chinese ice cream. Is that the rolls? They roll it up. You know, they, it actually scooped out okay. of containers, um, but it was um, it was regular ice cream scooped. Well, what was funny was there was a yeah, isn't it? I don't know. I think regular ice cream. I mean, is it, it regular ice cream just scooped by a Chinese I mean. individual? Chinese ice cream? <laughs> no, no, it was Chinese flavors. I oh, think. okay, gotcha. Like, so what was funny was I mean, was, I'm not trying to be that guy. Was, but no, like, you're fine. There was a list of just, thirty. It wasn't like we went to a restaurant that was owned by that like a Chinese person <laughs> and got just, regular ice cream. Bluebell. No, it was like ginger. <laughs> it was like ginger ice cream and pandan and yeah. like all these flavors. <sighs> and then below it, it said exotic flavors, and then it was like chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. That was exotic. That made me laugh really hard. But I got the pandan flavor. Which is, uh, like Abby was saying, I don't remember, but it's some kind of flavoring they put in certain types of teas and different types of meals and stuff. But it was flavored like that, and it was it was really good. Yeah. kind of had like a pistachio nutty kind of finish to it. Hmm. So that was pretty neat. That's cool. And, the, you know, like we made the kids like try different stuff, you know. The boy, what was funny was the boys like didn't want to try the dumplings. And the dumplings were basically, you know, it was like a like a pasta style thing with the meat in the middle mm-hmm. of it. Right, and they were delicious. Like you, you, I like you. Even with the way you don't like food, um, certain types of food, like you would have, you would have liked it. It was like a really good flavored meat. Yeah, just in a in a noodle in a noodle. Yeah, but it was really good. Yeah, like it was. Del- I would go back for to that specific place for those dumplings. Okay, that was good. Then we had these sesame seed pancakes, which that was more of a novelty thing. Now, it wasn't like pancakes with syrup or anything like that, but it was like basically thin bread. But which is well, pancakes. But but you watch them actually like mix it up and make it real quick and then cook it. And it's like with sesame seeds on it, and it's very flavorful. I mean, they season it and stuff. Very flavorful. That, that was good. That was a fun day. Man, we just went. Oh, so I was going to tell you about like engineering. So the Empire State Building, when they were building that, they built it in fourteen months. I didn't know that. Yep, fourteen months. Wow. The the Empire State Building. We still can't get the turnpike finished. Yeah, no, it's four forty one, four forty one in Lady Lake. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, we need those guys. Yeah, we need yeah, those when guys. When I came, when I, when yeah. I came down nine, ten years ago, it's not been done. That that was yeah. all under it's, construction. No, yeah, it was. I remember fourteen months they built the Empire State Building wow. in like the thirties or twenties or thirties, whenever yeah. it was. So they had these guys. They were riveters, and um, they actually would from floor to floor. 
they would bring a like a melting pot with the metal like a like a uh what do you call it a lur um what's the it starts with an l for metal forming anyways i keep wanting to i can't remember what it is but anyways so they would they would actually take the metal and form the shape. They would have like a mold where they'd scoop it out, and it would form the shape of a rivet. Mm. And a rivet, rivets, what hold the, holds like yep. you know beams together and stuff like that. Then the guy would grab the rivet. He would check it, make sure it's right, and then he would sling it. It would be red hot, but coming out of the former, and then he would throw it up. And a guy up a floor above him that would catch the hot rivet, and then they would drive it in, and they would just do that all day. They would sling rivets up. They would make it. There was like three or four guys. Guy would make it, guy would grab it, he would sling it, and it would just, just, wow. And these guys would catch it, and they would rivet all these individual custom rivets, basically. It wasn't like formed and then sent to them. Yeah. I guarantee Josh Urey knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I can't, and he's probably I'm sitting frustrated. Go on. It's, yeah. uh, I'm frustrated that it's not coming. Like metallurgy. I don't know. I just can't remember. I got nothing for you. It's all right. So, yeah, we did that. We went out on the 86th floor, which is outside. You can go out and look around. And we looked. It was cool because you could look out of the. Um, Don't they have the see-through glass, too? No. On one of the have, floors? They didn't have that. Which one has that? Anyways, there's one of them. Maybe Rockefeller Center. Maybe, and it's a it's a glass floor, and you literally step out on it, and you're just like, like looking straight looking down. Straight yeah, no thanks. They had that in the elevator shaft, really, like or or something. But there was one spot where you could walk out. But then you found out that you weren't actually standing over openness; it was a reflection from above, which was uh. really funny in the glass. But it looked like you're like it was a little like oh, like, <laughs> but I still did it. But um. Um. Then we went up to the hundred and twelfth floor. I think it's hundred. Yeah, I think it's hundred twelfth. And then you can't go out, but you you're just at the very tip in that small, that small thing up there. That wasn't really worth it. It mm-hmm. was neat. I mean, it was neat, I guess. But to say we did it, but yeah, wasn't really worth it. Um. But yeah, man, we watched a couple shows. We watched Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Um. It was all right. The show was amazing. Uh, at the end, they modified the storyline to fit uh, agendas they wanted to push, which made me very angry because mm-hmm. it did not match the, what was in the book. Yeah. So I did not clap at the end because I was very frustrated. Yeah. Theater was really small, but they got a million people in there. Like me, you know, I'm six foot tall, and I was kind of crunched, crunched in a seat. Like I was sitting there, like, uh. <laughs> all right, you want to hear something? This is this is inside into like my crazy brain. So I hear it's weird because I do get I can hyper focus, but I always kind of hear everything that's going on, and there's certain things that just like I hear all the time. And um, when we were in the theater, I just felt very crunched, and so like I'm sitting there and I'm watching the show, and it was never it's not a musical, it's just a play. And, um, the, um, everybody around me, I could hear all of them eating their, their popcorn and it was everywhere in the theater. So I felt, I felt like I could hear like, like 80 people just go, 
The worst, dude. And the guy next to me started eating some type of peanuts or something, and I could hear him. And and it, none of it was loud. Yeah. But I'm sitting here, and somehow, like, my hyperfocus, like, switched to hearing all that. And I was like, I was having to, I, like, I just feel myself getting wound up. Wanting to be like, the anger sharks are yeah. swimming in my head. Stop eating your food so loud. <laughs> How hard is it? Goose fra buddy. <laughs> oh, man. It was nuts, dude. It was nuts, uh, man. So, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was, a, it was really good. I will say it was a really impressive show. Like, they, they did an amazing job with it, but just the agenda change at the end frustrated me. Um, but yeah, man, we, we got to do a lot of stuff. Like we stayed, you we went to the American Museum of Natural History. It was funny. We went to the uh, Big Bang part of it. Yeah, you know they got like a whole thing there, and like I just felt so bad for them because it was like there was a particle, but the origins are unknown. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, guys, yeah. I can't. Like okay, like let's just say you don't want to be a deist. Let's let's you know what I mean. Like yeah. let's just say you don't want to believe there's a god, right? Uh, that that has some kind of moral influence on the world. Like you've got to be able to go. There's some type of intelligent designer, yeah. at least it's right? a creator, right? Something creative. something had to intelligently design it. Yeah, like it had to come from somewhere. Like this whole concept of that, it just. From nothing came From nothing. something. The uncaused cause. Like, it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, you know. And, you know, I don't engage in those big debates and stuff like that because usually they don't they don't really go anywhere. Um, you know, every side ha- has their points. Obviously, full creationists and probably pretty radical on that, you know, mm-hmm. I would think. You know, like, I'm kind of young earth. Uh, God just said it. It happened. Mm-hmm. And he, he got, got everything rolling. And so, like, maybe the earth is just old because God created it with that type of stability and foundation and put that in place. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm okay with other other angles and other lengths of time, even to larger extremes. But, like, I just can't do the – it came, you know, yeah. it came from nothing. And well, then, if it came from nothing, why has nothing happened again like it? Right. Right. Wouldn't there be another particle somewhere? If from somewhere? nothing came something, right. there's still nothing spaces out there. Right. Wouldn't there be another particle somewhere that's going to explode and like knock us silly? Yeah. You know, what if it's a bigger bang? Like the biggest hey. of just boom. Bazinga. Bazinga. So anyways, so we went and saw that and it was like, okay. Um, but, um, yeah, Central Park, walked around there a little bit. The boat was cold. <laughs> It was really cold. I wore this sweet black trench coat though, like the whole time, like one of those thick, like in the mafia. Like I, yeah, you look like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I look pretty. Tony look, Soprano. Hey, hey, how you doing, huh? <laughs> hey, I'm just give me a slice of that pizza, huh? <laughs> That's not the way the story was in the book, eh? Why are you gonna change it like that? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it's not what my brother told me. He said, "How's your mom doing?" Anyways, so yeah. Uh, I like public transportation. I like doing that. I don't like buses. Yeah, I like subways. Uh, how did how did uh, your wife handle the public transportation with four children? And oh, she was fine. Cool. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I get really, I get strangely uh, in charge on those things. Uh, so I do get very like. You sit here. You sit here. I, you. Like, yeah. Like I'm not uh, like that over the top, but I'm very much like, hey, stand over here. You walk with your mom. Okay. I'm going to go here. All right, everybody. Let's sit over in this area. Okay. We're yeah. Good. You know, like I, like I did. She just kind of like lets me handle that. She, she does pretty good with that, but I've always kind of proven like that's kind of my wheelhouse. So like airports, public transportation, like that's my thing. I get really dialed in yeah. like on those, like very like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, we, we had a great trip. It was nice. We got back a little bit late and, um, everything was good. How about you? What'd you guys do? Not a whole lot of nothing. We kind of hung out. We did Christmas at home as well. My dad was over. My mom was out of commission. She had the vid. So she didn't come over. Yeah, yeah, we didn't end up over there. My father-in-law came over, helped me build some stuff. So my dad uh, is one of those guys. And my kids now listen to this podcast. They found it on their tablets. It's quite funny. But their Papa Ed, my father, is one of the guys that buys the big expensive gifts and then leaves and doesn't help build them. Oh, so wow. I, I spent the next day after Christmas building Ooh. jungle gyms and seesaws, and my father-in-law luckily helped me out. He built the uh, kids got from my from my dad. It's like uh, like Chuck E. Cheese type basketball game, two goals time, oh, wow. you know. So it's out in the garage, and we've talked about that. I you know turned my garage kind of into a hang space so that all the neighborhood kids are in, right. in my house. So they got some good stuff. We got Disney passes. That was a big reveal. That was fun. I bought a little puzzle. And my kids are into puzzles right now, and they opened it up, and they, you know, when they finished it, it says, surprise, we're going to Disney World. And then they were told, you know, they had T-shirts and all that. And uh, wow. so we went to Disney last Friday. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we went to Epcot. It was insanely packed. It was also the same weekend they were doing a 10K run. Oh, yeah. So there's just people everywhere. But it was fun. Uh, one of the, uh, and I'm going to say this, and somebody's going to get offended because I'm going to say it, but I told my wife, we had our neighbors with us, and they felt really, uh <clears throat> Um, guilty about going from ride to ride with us because we had a disability pass because of Ezra. So I looked at the, my neighbor, Justin, and I said, listen, for the last four years, we've dealt with a lot of just crap with Ezra. This is one of the bright sides of all of yeah, his disabilities is we sure. get to skip a lot of lines. Sure. Um, and uh, somebody's going to get offended that I just said, you know, there's a bright side, to, but... Yeah, I get to skip. I get to skip lines at Disney World yeah. because my kid has a disability. Yeah, well, uh, and it's great. They can just be so we got to jump on rides at like 170 minute waits. Yeah, they just give you a time to come back, and you come back, you right to the right wow. to the front of the line. That's awesome. So we rode a few big rides that, yeah. and now we can't use them for like, like I can't, I can't take them on a roller coaster because yeah. Ezra's not big enough to go on a roller coaster. So it's only rides that he's large enough to ride yeah. and physically able to ride. Uh, so we hit a, a few rides, good area, got some good food. Um, That's cool. You know, hung out. But, yeah, not not a ton of uh, stuff going on. We really spent the time and just just hanging out at home. Didn't didn't really come to work, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, stayed home with kids and uh, thankful they're all back in school now and that we're uh, back into some sort of a semi-routine. So yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was good. It was a chill, uh, chill Christmas, and uh, yeah, I really don't have much else to That's say cool, man. about that. Yeah. But let's backtrack uh, for a second, and uh, we didn't really kind of podcast in terms of Christmas Eve. Yeah. So let's go back to talk about Christmas Eve. So uh, for those of you that know, Christmas Eve fell on a Sunday this year, mm-hmm. and so we have three different campuses. And mm-hmm. for those of you guys that are like, wait a second, how'd you make all that happen with all those people? Well, Stephen, how do we make that happen with all those people? 
Oh, well, we did two services at each campus, and we spread it out in the morning and evening. So it was eight, it was uh, 9, 10, 11, and then 4, 5, 6. And then we just went south, downtown, Village Park, and then we repeated that rotation in the evening. So it was six total. Mm-hmm. And then musically, uh, we had some people that moved around with us, and then we had some that were on site. But then, like, you know, Sean and Riley – uh, help lead at you know their kind of primary campuses, and then also kind of help make sure that I was ready for the campuses I was coming to, and I just kind of traveled with Cliff ahead of Cliff, but with Cliff and did each service, and we all did it together mm-hmm. depending on the campus. Yeah, and we did the same thing at every campus every time. We ended up having like twenty seven hundred yeah people between the six between all six. Yeah. So it was good. It was good. It was a good day. You know, we won't be able to do it the same way next year. But yeah, Christmas Christmas Eve falls on a Tuesday because of leap year. Yep. So now one of the cool things that you got to do this year was because we had Riley on staff. Is normally Natalie would be left to sing the invitation or not invitation Silent Night candlelight song. Right. And so you were able to bring Samuel with you to Village Park. Right. And then Riley and Amy came up from South and helped facilitate candlelight with Natalie. Yep. Um so that was cool that Riley was able to be a part of the downtown service. Yep. As well as, you know, the campus that he's primarily at. He was there for those yeah, then, as well. So our campus pastor at South, his daughter sang Silent Night there. At the end, Nally sang in downtown, and then Caroline, mm-hmm. my other daughter, sang at Village Park. And that's just – that's not me, like, forcing that. That's tradition that Cliff a long time ago said, hey, every – I want Silent Night to have, like, Natalie. It was – at the time, it was Natalie. Because mm-hmm. she was, like – it was – she was, like, six or seven. Yeah. And she sang it for the first time. And we had, like, one service that year, you know, maybe two. And she sang it. And, like, props to her, she had 101 – fever mm. she was sick she did not feel well but she just demanded to do it mm. and um we made sure she was okay we didn't like force her i would never do that but she wanted to and she was she was strong enough and it was fine but she she got up there that year and like she dang, she did it she sang it yeah and it was like really good yeah and so she's she's done it every year since and then we added alex and then caroline as well yeah you know now that we have multiple campuses it's a little bit different but yeah so uh when it comes to the song selections mm-hmm. right so a lot of guys um and ladies that are in worship sure. leadership absolutely um guys in the universal sense like yeah mankind exactly there you go um will spend hours you know racking their brains to figure out how to make christmas eve look and we may have talked about this a little bit but sure. i kind of want to uh kind of go back and talk about this for a second what drives you in the song selection and style selection yeah. for Christmas Eve. Well, a lot of people are going to come with their family. Like you're a grandkid that had to go to grandma's in Leesburg and grandma's like, we're going to Christmas Eve. So it just needs to be something that is general that everybody kind of knows. And that is easy to do mm-hmm. is not overbearing. It's not too loud. It's not too wild. And uh, so, yeah, so I just kind of pick, music that works on that way it makes it an easy service for everybody involved including the crew and the tech crew and then um you know we usually do one special so like last couple of years i had written a little song called he is here uh and it went pretty well last year so good thank you that's really nice but it went pretty well last year so 
you know, you, you had remembered it, which is really funny because I wrote it. I just didn't remember it. Like, I didn't remember I wrote it. And, uh, and then you were like, Hey dude, we should, we should think about this. We listened to it. I was like, yeah, like let's, let's give it a go. So we, we did it again this year and it was, it was well received, you know, it was, it went well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Just try to keep it simple. Yeah. I just like it to be, I like it to be easy because it's easy on us. It's easy on me. It's mm-hmm. easy on the congregation. I mean, this year you did Joy to the World, Away in a Manger, and He is Here. Yeah. And then closed out with Silent Night. Right. And so in between Away in a Manger, you sing the first verse, and while you're doing that, you've kids, already called forward. The kids to come. The kids to come forward, and Cliff, every Christmas yep. Eve, does a little kids message, because we don't have for child care. It's a family service. Everybody yep. comes together. So kids come up on stage. Well, one of the funny things that happened Christmas Eve, and uh, the first one was when they came up. At six o'clock, remember they all come up. And they yes. came in front of us. They yep. didn't go around. It was really funny. It was awesome. And like I had to like pick up my mic stand and my guitar, and just like yeah. back all the way up so that they could come across. Well, then at six o'clock, uh, that was at what Village time was Park. that? That was the first one at eleven, right? Yeah, the, the kids morning. all came up front, and 11. then yep. and then at six they got them all to go around the right way. Well, at six o'clock, Cliff made a common mistake. So he has candy canes for these yes. kids. Yep. Right. So I'm over there and I'm, you know, kind of keeping the kids to make sure they go off the right way. Well, one of the kids said, can we have more than one? Yep. And Cliff said, yes. And y'all, there's no candy canes left in the yeah, box. Yeah, they grabbed handfuls. You just hear it. And they're grabbing them in the handfuls and just, mom, look. Like one, <laughs> little Pastor Cliff gave me. one mom and dad came to me afterwards. They're like, we feel so bad. Our kids have so many candy canes. <laughs> I was like, well, we're not going to do anything with them. So. It's, it was awesome. Throw Cliff's, them away can... Cliff's face when he looked down at the candy canes were gone. He's just like, I probably made a mistake there. It was really funny. <laughs> Anyways. He loves that. Oh, yeah. Well, then we had the 31st. And the 31st yeah, year, we're gone. I was out. Yeah, and that was really nice because like we have kind of a full staff now. Mm-hmm. So it was just easy for that to be covered. Yeah. That was really nice. It's usually not been easy for years. Yeah. So it was just really hard to be gone on Sunday. It would take finding three different people or whatever to do stuff. And so now it's now it's nice because you guys can pretty much handle, you know, the entire rotation. Yeah. The fun part's going to be, like, if, if you go out again in the terms when the choir is in season. Yeah. That's going to be the fun, what do we do? You know, like, um, and it's not that it's a problem. It's just because Village Park 945 has choir, you know, like, the 31st, Nico led Village Park 945 and 11. Right. But there was no choir special. So, right. like, those are the fun things that we get to work through on. Right. Like, I know in November I'm going to be gone a Sunday. Right. You know, and, all right, so who's going to conduct the choir? And the, the cool thing about us is, and uh, about our, our music ministry, is strangely we have a handful of former, like, children's choir or like middle and elementary school or adult choir conductors yeah like just gary grigg and con- gary Richmond. conductors yeah it's josh you can conduct um choirs uh you have jill you got paula jill can. jill's a good conductor paula could pull it together yeah there's there's several yeah like even wade i mean wade could probably do it mm-hmm. uh i mean yeah there's no no doubt about it. But then it. at South, you got Amy. Amy's mm-hmm. done it. She did it when I was yeah. filling in down there. I was singing the solo, so she conducted. And so he really is a, a sweet uh, you know, thing yeah, to have. a lot of resources there. Resources. And they're willing to do it, too. The yeah, folks are willing absolutely. To like, hey, can you do this? And like, yeah, like, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's really nice. 
Yeah, thirty first, and you you covered my schedule, right? Yes. Yeah, so you did eight thirty VP and then nine forty five and eleven yep, downtown. Just here in downtown, but I was not in the C building behind an office. Yeah, in a black That's where padded we are. room. That's where we are now, though. Forgot to tell people, man. No, we usually we tell them sometimes at the end. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right, so now we're back into the groove. Yep. Christmas is over. Yep. New Year's is over. Yep. We had choir rehearsal Tuesday. We had our first rehearsal Tuesday night in the middle of a monsoon. <laughs> we still held it. I sent an email and was like, hey, there's a big storm coming. There is choir practice. Sean and I will be there. You are welcome to decide if you can come. And we had 12, 12 people show up. We had 16. You got to make it sound better. We had 16 people show up. We had 16. Up. Yep. You yep. and I made 18. Oh, did we make 18? Yeah, we okay. made 18. So we had 18 people there. <laughs> no band members, no praise team members, just choir practice. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, they were running in. They were running in. and Almost one getting lady blown like, over. One lady was like, man, that was fun. <laughs> one lady had no, I don't even think she had a jacket or an umbrella. She just got out of the car. She's like, all Whatever. right, it is what it in. is. <laughs> but yeah, they came. We sang. We did an hour practice. Went through everything. Pretended like we played a game of nine square. <laughs> that was good. That was pretty fun. And uh, yeah, it was good. And then Wednesday night we had. South is going. Downtown's downtown going. South. And we had a good crowd of downtown. Some several folks coming back. So that was nice. So yeah, I'm pretty fired up about it. Yeah. Now talk to us about. Um, so there's a misconception right now amongst our choir members, and you'll be able to iron this out on Saturday, that you are doing a spring concert, but not an Easter concert. There's For some reason, there's a small group of individuals who believe that this is an Easter concert. No, it's not Easter. I know it's not. No, it's just a collection of Gaither songs. Yes. So it's just so a it's spring just event. It's just a spring concert, choir concert. Yeah. It's not for Easter. So what, what made you decide you wanted to do something like this? Because it's an achievable book. And it's songs that a lot of people know, and it's a good connecting point for people that might want to try choir out, but don't know if they're going to commit to a regular Wednesday night thing. Okay. So they could come to, like, just like we do with Christmas or a summer choir, they just come and, you know, try it out and sing. Um, and it's an easy win for the choir. It's another connection point for multi-campus choir, which I like to do as much as we can mm -hmm. between that and First Wednesday Prayer. So, yeah. So some some guys would say, well, you just created more work for yourself. You already have the week to week grind, and you know you're working on the choir songs Those guys for are Sundays. Lazy. Okay, I wasn't. What are they doing? What are they doing? But I was just trying to create a talking point. There's the They're talking not, point. There's the answer, folks. Then what are they doing? Like no, like I mean, it's how hard is it? Like it's not that hard. Yeah. You get some music you like, and you're like, man, this would work for my church. You tell your people, hey, I want to do this. Let's do it. Here's the schedule. You lay the schedule out. And then you just show up, and you rehearse it. You learn it, and you rehearse it. And then you set a night for them to sing it, and you put them all in a seat, and you turn the lights on and the mics on, and then you sing it, and you let people do it. And then you like you pray over it, and you enjoy it together, and you like worship through the words, and you have an experience with your choir and you turn around and you have an experience with a congregation and you did it. You did your job. Like it's not, it's not that hard. And then your week to week stuff. I mean, you're not doing anything with this book during the week. Like you're probably just playing in the background where you're looking, maybe making some marks in the music here or there, or like, you know, checking this or that, or looking at the score, make sure, you know, kind of what the orchestra's doing, you know, picking some soloists and talking to some people. But what does, what does that take? Mm -hmm. What does that take? Two hours out of your 40 hour week? If you're working a 40-hour week, you yeah. know, like, 
it's nothing to it. The rest of it is the rest of it. You do your you do your daily stuff. You just still get it done. You you plan your Sunday services. You create systems and you function in those systems, and it works. Yeah, I also think, and I don't disagree with anything that you said. I would also institute the thought process for the individual that says well that's just one more thing that i got to do then that means the stuff that you've got on your plate during your 40-hour work week is too much and you're 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 overdoing something you're somewhere. overdoing something you're probably making way too much work for yourself in another arena yeah. like a lot of guys like are you overthinking easter are you overthinking your sunday to sunday like yeah, what you, is what is ca- causing your, you to lose time to not be able to do an event like yeah. this like you're, are you like, or what are you spending your time doing? Like, are you spending like, I don't, I just, I just don't know actually. Like, you know, now some guys like we're blessed to have a staff and like and people to help us do things. It's not super a super deep staff, but like we've got people in different positions like to, yeah, like to get things done. And I do understand too that some guys get like take on other like churchy responsibilities outside of mm-hmm. like music ministry. Like for sure, but if you're primary, you're like showing up and you're you're literally just focused on that. Like you're you're overdoing something else that mm-hmm. that really doesn't do, doesn't matter that much. Yeah, I mean that's a little negative and a little arrogant. So I apologize for that tone. Like I'm not trying to be that way, but I've never been one that is gonna make is gonna make the church. I don't I don't want to be one. I don't want to say I've never been. I'm sure I've made the mistake before, but I'm not gonna create something to give myself something to do. Yeah. Just so I feel like I did something mm-hmm. if it's not going to be helpful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, um, I feel like an event like this is just an easy win for everybody involved. Yeah. It's it's low impact. Uh, you're just basically buying music. Mm-hmm. And then you're rehearsing. You're just and you're even time. adding to it. You said, all right, so we got these eight songs, but if it's really going to be a Gaither kind of remembrance night... Yeah. Then let's pick a few ones that we can do congregationally that the Gaithers wrote. Let's, you know, like uh, I, I think it'd be awesome if me, you, and Riley did. It is, it is finished, finished right? you know, like yeah. as a as a trio. You maybe have another one done as a solo, but you add some of those other ones that aren't part of the choir collection, right? And still give that night full value, and it not just be here's a choir concert that we're putting on yeah. for you, but no, something that they a, can go. Not a worship. Oh, man, I haven't heard this engage. song in so yes. long. Exactly. I remember this. I remember the time that this was written. I yeah. remember when I was in church with my parents, and that was sung. You know. Yeah. So I think yeah, and so the reason why I asked that that second part of the question was there's a lot of pros, but I mean somebody could look at it and go, well, you're just adding more. But but are you? Nah. And I think you answered that well. Even if you know your tone may have been, yeah, what I was, you, a, little, you know. I was a little snotty. But, but like, I think you're right. Like, are you really? No, yeah, it's part of our job. Yeah. First of all, it's a recruitment tool too. Like that's absolutely a, big thing for a huge recruitment. Tool. It's a recruitment tool. If we add two, three people to different, you know, to the music ministry in the choirs and stuff, that's a great addition. Mm-hmm. That's a great addition. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, I would you know, like I want to do a summer choir. Like I want to do. You know, another one of these over the summer. That's always worked well. I got that from Jack Price, you know, with Prism. You know, we talked about doing a summer choir, like get this book and, yeah, you know, sing this, sing this with a summer choir. And like, uh, that's what he would say. And like, I remember going back the next year and say, hey, I did it. And, and I, I literally had added, I added 10 people. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever told you this, but um, back years ago, um, when, when we were one campus, I think we had two services. And it was, you know, like the 945 was, was full. I mean, it was like five, 600 mm-hmm. a Sunday. It was, a, uh, and it still is, but I mean, at the time it was an, a really like just lovely, lively 
electric service to be in. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like we sang for a little while. I sang eighty in the choir mm. weekly. Let's go. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Just over the years, I think just uh, you know people, you know us getting South Campus, getting you know starting Village Park Campus. Honestly, just kind of life and attrition. People yeah. moving away, getting older, passing away. Just stuff like that. I'm, I'm sure people left because they didn't like this or that or the other. But uh, it, it did end up kind of dwindling down, you know, to like 50, 60. Uh, and then uh, – and now – gosh, now it's like what, 30 maybe? 30 to 40? Yeah, somewhere in between Somewhere there, in there. Give or take on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And it's still wonderful. It's still a wonderful group of people. And a lot of them I've been singing with since – that's the beautiful thing too we've talked about before – a lot of these folks that I'm doing music with still, I've been doing music with for almost 16 years now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and special event after special event. I mean, they remember things, I don't. I mean, which is not abnormal, but they remember things I don't remember <laughs> that we did. They're like, you remember when we did this, this, and this, and this, and you said this, this, and this? And I'm like, I do not. But we did that together. That's awesome. I've had a lot of conversations in the years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like Kevin, you know, Kevin Flynn, he's played almost every Sunday with me, every service. Since day one, yeah, on the bass guitar, it's wild, yeah, you know, like it's it's wonderful, man, it's wonderful. It is a little weird, you know, like sometimes I do sit and think about people that I spent years with that I don't see anymore, mm-hmm. and that's a strange thing. And it's not because I left or maybe they left. Some of them passed away, you know, a lot a lot passed away. Some some of them moved, you know, just get you know maybe got to a point in their life where they need to move, go to another area, uh, maybe with their kids or grandkids mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, it's just wild. You know, different people in different, you know, leadership positions, like in the choir, and they're just not. You know, they they moved or passed away or whatever. It's just it's it's uh that's one that's one thing that I think guys miss out miss out on when you don't have too much longevity. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it is hard. Longevity is hard, and that's not me. I, I was really blessed to land where I landed. Like the Lord was really, really good to me in that way. And God puts us different places for different reasons, different seasons in our life and stuff like that. Now I'm not leaving. I don't really care if he's like, Hey, you need to move. I'm going to be like, no, I'm good. I see that burning bush, but uh, I'm going to go get the fire extinguisher. Real yeah, quick. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. That's a burning bush over there. Somebody called a nine one one. I'll be in the house. <laughs> I will be in the house because that is crazy. <laughs> but I know different things happen for different reasons. Guys can't stay, you know, places, you know. Um, but, but yeah, this was like, this is wild. It's been wild. It's fantastic. But, yeah, like, I, I do wonder. It's weird, man. Because I remember, like, there was a while where I did three services. And, honestly, it was, there was a little while where it was just kind of me. And I just did it all. I yeah. planned it all. I got choir folders ready. I did. I conducted the choir. Conducted the orchestra rehearsals. Like, you know, I had I had help. I don't mean to be. You know, I had like lay help and stuff for several different things. But like, you know, even tech stuff, I'd have to fix. Like during the week, I'd be on the lift, fixing bulbs, rewiring lights, doing electrical soundboard stuff, fixing analog boards, chasing down bad wires and cables. Like it was, it was nothing like it. Projector, projector wiring, uh, run, you know, pulling, pulling, uh, network cables through the attic, through the, through the balcony, 
DMX cables for cross light. I mean, like whatever, man, just all that stuff, you know, for a while. But, and then I remember guys that would have like one service and they would be like, man, I'm so busy. I'm like, what are you doing? What doing? What? What are you busy doing? <laughs> I'd actually say that. And they would be like, you're a jerk, man. <laughs> and I'm just looking at them like, come on, guys. Yeah. Let's be better. Let's be better. Yeah. I'm not, I'm pretty blue collar in the way I think, but, and this is not a blue collar job. It has blue collar elements at times, maybe, but it's not a blue collar job. So like, I don't, I don't think guys should have to be, you know, should freak out and be, you know, you know, punching. It's not the same as punching a clock and doing this and that and the mm-hmm. other because you do have responsibilities that call you like at two in the morning. Yeah. You know, we've been there. You've gotten up and driven to some very horrific situations. You told me about it. Mm-hmm. I've driven and watched, you know, I've been, I've been in those watching people, you know, come out of ambulances and that, mm-hmm. they weren't there, you yep. know, they were gone, yep. you know, and having to console a spouse and stand with, you know, like we do, you know, you do mm-hmm. that and you do it late and you do it at the expense of sleep and emotions and, and, and family time sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I've had to not be able to go on trips because I had to, I had to be there for some kind of event that was going on, but my family, you know, went on mm-hmm. a trip without me, you know, like that's, that's, that's the difference. You yeah. know, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're raising walls and you're a super skilled, highly trained construction worker and you're, you're punching that clock and doing that. That's great. Yeah. But no one's going to call you at two in the morning. Yeah. You know, I agree. That doesn't make one better than the other. It's just different. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just a different life. It's a different, it's a different kind of thing. And so like, yeah, but, but I just think there's an element of that. You can get lost of just not working mm-hmm. of not doing stuff yeah. of being, you know, being lazy. Which I think would be, you know, be pretty easy to fall into. And I think guys that do what we do in any level of ministry or any any kind of nonprofit job really would need to be careful mm-hmm. to stay focused and stay task driven. That's one thing I like really prize about you and value in you and look up to is your ability to like think think through st- strategically about what needs to be done. I mean, it's a really good skill set that you naturally have, but I, but I know you've worked really, really hard to develop and maintain. And I admire it and, and look up to it is that you can, you can say, okay, like I need to communicate with these people because we made this adjustment. This solo is coming up. Who's doing that. I got to make sure like, you don't just go like, Hey, I need you to sing it, but you go like, I need you to sing it. Here's where you're going to sing it. Here's where you need to be there. All that kind of stuff where mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, Hey, I want you to sing this solo. <laughs> <laughs> like when like what well what date is it steven i pfft. all i know is i hear your voice in that song uh, yeah I, that's my skill set <laughs> i hear your voice in that song it's in your range have it ready when do i need to have it ready i die i don't know <laughs> i really just someone will tell you <laughs> come to practice so uh, like that's a skill set that you have and i think you know like which is which speaks testament to your work ethic, which really, really is impressive because you think, you think about things and you think about it off the clock and stuff like that as well. But like, that's, um, that's like really important. That kind of personality and drive is really important to success in what we do and people that don't have it naturally, which again, I'm not going to say, I'm sure you naturally have, it, but I think you've worked hard to develop it. Mm-hmm. Um, and put, uh, systems in place with it. I'm big on systems. I have to have systems or I don't, I don't function well without systems, 
but uh, which is the only way I've survived this long in ministry, honestly, because I've naturally kind of created systems mm-hmm. because I have a lot of weaknesses in the areas that you have strengths, you know, and, and some of them I, I don't give myself enough credit for because I have worked very hard to like not be as bad. Like as I, you also worked really hard to surround yourself with people that as I could have been, and now at this point, I've been able to, and the church has allowed me to put people like you in place, people like Abby in place, people like Phil in place, you know, Christina, and you know, like just different folks that are super talented, like in certain, Mm -hmm. like in a grant and and others, like there's certain in in certain areas, yeah, and be like, okay, because I even though I'm weak in a lot of those areas, I can see big picture and be like, hey, this really does need to happen, yeah. We've got to pull this this way. Like, let's do that. So, you know, that's that's one of those things I think a lot of guys are missing. I think I think sometimes they need to take stock and be like, accept like, okay, where are you good? What areas are you good at? And what areas you're not like good at? Mm-hmm. Okay, and, absolutely. And that's totally okay. Yep. And then the areas you're not good at, you need to focus on. Okay, which one of these is going to be a detriment to my success? And when it, when I mean my success, it means in how you how you do your work, mm-hmm. and how it affects other people. And so, like, um, if you're like weak in communication, then what things can you put in place in your life mm-hmm. to communicate better? You know, what reminders can you set? You know, to do this. Okay, every week on Monday at ten, I'm going to write an email to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, every every week on Tuesday at four, I'm going to send a reminder about this. Mm-hmm. And if you just put that stuff in place, then even if you're not great at it, when it pops up on your phone or your Apple Watch or whatever you have on, it, you're going to go, okay, yep, I can stop and do this real quick. Yeah. I can get this done. You know, well, I'm not good at remembering my appointments. Well, you said, then you re, then you force yourself no matter what, as soon as I commit to something, I'm going to immediately put it on my calendar. My calendar. And you're getting a, you with know, a 30 reminder. minute reminder. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's all stuff I do. Which is all stuff you do. And, and I've, I've done that. I've had to do it for multiple reasons just because I've got multiple. Yeah, angles, absolutely. Uh, even outside of church pulling mm-hmm. on me. Same for you with family and stuff. You've got multiple angles pulling on you and stuff like that. And so like you, I think we all have to like, you know, do those things and ministry guys like really need to do that. Um, I think going back to what you talked about a minute ago with the punching the clock, I think in ministry, and a lot of guys would disagree with me, um, and because I've, I've had this conversation a few times in uh, through the years, is you don't have a punch clock. Right. I would I would say that ministers don't have a punch clock. Now, there are guys that would disagree with me. There are guys that would say, oh, no. Oh, no, when I'm home, I'm home. When I'm home, I'm home. Yeah. But I know that at a moment's notice, I could have to go do something, and I need to go do do something for my job. I know that there's Saturdays that, hey, family time is going to be after 1230 when I get home because we have uh, choir rehearsal. And when you create an atmosphere that says, I'm going to still make sure and ensure that we have this time, we're going to, you know, when I get home uh, on the nights that we don't have rehearsals, my phone, you know, my phone normally doesn't get answered until after dinner. All right, so I'm I'm gonna go into the kitchen and I'm I'm cooking dinner with my family. I'm eating dinner with my family. But if I get a phone call, right, my family doesn't freak out. Oh my gosh, you know there goes dad. Right. Well, because I've still added value right to the time I spend at home and with my family. Yeah. I ensure that every month we're going to do something together. Right. And I'm not I'm not answering the phone. I'll like I'll send you a text. Hey, you know, hey, yeah. blah blah blah. Is it something that's immediate? 
I've done that. I've done that to Phil before. And he's like, right. oh man, I was at Disney on Friday. He called me needing something. So, hey man, I'm at Disney, uh, what do you need? You know, but it was a text. I didn't pick up the phone. I didn't like, you can create those things in there, but you're not locking yourself into an eight to four. Right. Because then that does a disservice to your church. Like, yeah, absolutely. You're protecting family time, but you're now at a disservice to your church family who needs you, who you've been called to serve. Right. Alongside of serving your family, you've been called to serve and, a lot of our service happens after the office closes. Sure, because the people you serve, their life continues to happen. Absolutely. after five o'clock, yeah. like or whatever. And events are always going to happen. That's the biggest thing for yeah. music and technicians is if you're in this area of ministry and you don't like being away from home, then you are in the wrong line of work. Yeah. I hate to say it that way, but you are. You're right. going to be gone on Sunday nights for a Southern Gospel concert. You're going to be out late Tuesday nights because you got rehearsal. You're going to be out late Wednesday night because of church and rehearsal. Yeah. You're going to have a random Saturday that you got to go up and run sound for this funeral. You got If you don't like being away from home, but yeah. you want to be in music ministry, you're probably not in music ministry for the right reason. And I hate to say it that way, sure. but that's that's the harsh reality of our calling is we don't work in eight to four. Right. We don't. And so you just have to make the most of other times. Yeah, like absolutely. You, like you explained. And, and you just lock it in. Well. Lock in that time. Protect that time. Yeah. Like you have an event coming up on the 20th. Right. And I let you know, hey, man, my wife's going to that yeah, event. You got this, that, and the other. I, and- I got I to go, go be dad with my boys. I got baseball or something. You know, like, and it works. It's and it no works, right? But those are the things. You, you have those conversations. You be real. You be genuine. Yeah. And you try your best to protect those things. But ultimately, if you said, hey, man, I really need you to do it. I got a father-in-law. I got a I got a mom down the road. Like we can make things happen. Um, so I don't know. Well, I know we've been talking for a long time, and it's been really good stuff. We had a question come across yeah. the wire. Yeah, and so I'm gonna put that one out there, and that'll be kind of our our closing yeah, sure. our closing point. So the question is, what is your music ministry goal for 2024? I have mine. I'll let you. Or do you want me to go first, and then? Yeah, you. you uh, I mean, you can go first. That's okay. Fine. Give what, you a second to chew yours, on it. What's your? So my thing is one of the things I've noticed with being here now uh, for what eighteen months, something like that, uh, seventeen, eighteen months, is I want to make sure that for twenty twenty four nobody gets left out, and what I mean by that is communication. So you know I don't want somebody coming up on a Sunday and saying, "Oh, I didn't hear that we were doing," and I didn't hear that. So let's clean up all of our avenues of communication. Let's make sure we've got all the correct information in planning center. Let's make sure we've got everybody's cell phone numbers. Let's make sure that we're communicating effectively right. before said change, or if a change happens, we're immediately. So how can I put some things into practice for us as a team to make sure that we are communicating everything that's needed from the volunteers that serve in our ministry? Mm-hmm. So that's one of my goals for 2024 is making sure that we have everything up to date to effectively communicate to all those who serve uh that was one when that question came across i said i already know it i've already written it down so uh that's that's what i got it's not super spiritual but if we can communicate effectively mm-hmm. everybody's a little bit happier when they show yeah, up to sure. worship and uh and to serve so yeah and and mine is to just um keep doing what we're doing but Try to find ways to make music ministry inviting for people to be a part, like to grow, especially our our players in the bands and things like that. Uh, a lot of folks on orchestra this year. Um, and um, so, yeah, like, uh, you know, we're seeing growth in our choirs and things like that. And I want to mm-hmm. continue that and make sure it's a welcoming environment for those. 
and then find ways to target growth and other like skilled instrument positions. Yes. And things like that. I think that would be really helpful. Lead electric. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. If you so, play lead electric and know somebody that does. Yes. And we need more drummers, you know, we do. Yeah. Bass stable. Players. We got to get a better stable. So, but yeah, I mean, I or think bench. those are some of the basic, you know, 2024 kind of goals and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, but yeah, you know, I want to have a, you know, 2023 was a great year for music ministry and I want to keep, you know, kind of keep that going. Yeah. So cool. That's my goal. Well, all right, let's talk real quick. Final predictions. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I don't know. You ready? Yeah. All right. So who wins? Yeah. Buccaneers or Philly Monday night football. Yeah. What's your prediction? <sighs> Man, I think Philadelphia's going to win. You think so? Yeah. Then they're going to pull it together and figure yeah. it out. Okay. Yeah, All right. Uh, let's go. Um, Chiefs Dolphins is going to be another good game. Chiefs are going to win. You said Chiefs are going to yeah. be the Dolphins. Okay. Uh, this one is the one that I'm actually the most excited to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's just because it's Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. who's 38 years old. Yeah. Uh, who was sitting on a couch like yeah. four months ago. Yeah. Just took the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And he's going to Houston. Yeah. To play CJ Stroud, the rookie phenomenon yeah. quarterback. Who do you think wins that ball game? I think the Texan, Texans win it. You think the Texans win I it? I do. I want, I want, Man. I want, I want, uh, I think Joe. Cleveland's defense wins it. I think Flacco makes a mistake late, but somehow Miles Garrett or somebody from the Cleveland somebody defense is going to do something yeah. to create a turnover yeah. and, and seal it with a Dustin Hopkins, Florida State alum kick right yeah. down the middle. Yeah. So. Yeah, those are just some big games. I'm I'm excited I about. I mean, you got Dallas versus Green Bay. We all know how that one's going to go. Yeah, Dallas is going to wipe the floor with Green yes. Bay. Yeah, Jordan Poole can't. Uh, uh, the Detroit Lions game versus the Rams is going to be interesting because Goff and Stafford were traded to these teams, yeah. and now they're playing their former Play teams. Yeah. that's going to be a cool. I don't, I think the Lions walk out with the win. I think, but I think Detroit wins. Yeah, yeah. But that's going to be a really interesting storyline. Yeah. Uh, for sure, and I don't also, think the Detroit coach is one of the scariest men alive. Dude, Dan Campbell. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like he'd run through a brick wall just to do yes. it for fun. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was gonna run through that, uh, run through those referees dude, after that. He was, that Cowboys game. He was hot. That was that was crazy. And a good shout out to uh, Pastor Cliff Lee with the Cowboys. I think they I think they make it to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, but I think they're gonna lose. That's probably where it stops. Yeah, but getting out of the first round of the playoffs will be a big deal. It's a big thing for them. They got it. So they got out of it last year because they beat tom brady yeah now next this year they just if they can win the second round go to the nfc championship yeah we'll see so that's all i got cool, cool. all right man